Fixed January 5th. Merchant. I spent a lot of time looking at the digital pound shop Primark like market that Tem, you wish, Shine and TikTok are focused on. But once the main stories in retail were at the other end of the market. Companies like Farfetch, Netta Porter and Ukes were highly faded and luxury was seen as a key sector in e-commerce. Now, not so much. People do buy clothes and shoes online but none of the platforms have flourished. The big brands that dominate luxury have eschewed platforms in favor of going DTC and Farfetch, once valued at $24 billion. Has sold to Asian commerce firm Coupang for just $500 million. Vogue Business described Coupang as the Amazon of Asia and looks at the background to the deal and prospects for Uxneta Porter, YNAP, who came close to a deal for Farfetch. Could Amazon really be interested in buying YNAP? Do they want to crack fashion that badly? And the FT explains why luxury goods just isn't a platform business. At the same time London fashion retailer Matches was bought by a Mike Ashley firm for £52 million, after PE firm Apex paid a reported $1 billion for the business in 2017. Ashley is taking his business up market, adding high-end retailers to his core of Sports Direct and House of Fraser. But is online fashion set to live in the discounted world? The best take on Temu and their success with poorer people is this Vox article that details how Temu is being successful with households making less than $40,000 a year. They note the steep discounts mask some high prices. But bottom barrel prices on its front page don't tell the full Temu story. The deep discounts are strategic. Temu's prices are somewhat higher than big discount chains like Dollar General, says Rui Ma, a tech analyst at TechBuzz China, and they're not always cheaper than Amazon. They'll do those really incredibly crazy cheap things, she says, then make some of the money back on other items where their prices are actually comparable, or sometimes even higher than Amazon. One waterless aromatherapy diffuser on Temu retailed at the time of publication at $79.98 $67.98, more expensive than many of the top hits on Amazon. The discounts, for now, are to draw in traffic, to intrigue customers so they return and never stop browsing for the next deal. Sourcing such cheap deals is a challenge in the Wall Street Journal look at how they do this. The two platforms enable factories and vendors on the ground in China to reach vast new numbers of consumers across the world. Shine sells to more than 150 countries, while Temu sells to more than 40. But it is a trade-off, some suppliers that spoke with the Wall Street Journal said they were grappling with razor-thin profit margins and intense pressure to cut prices. Others said they were drowning in unsold inventory and were questioning whether dealing with Shine and Temu would be sustainable in the long run. A good year for fast food delivery firm DoorDash has them looking at expansion, both into new geographies where they favor smaller markets that rivals have tended to ignore and into new sectors. A priority is grocery delivery which will see them competing with Instacart. This analysis of ad US ad spend on grocery delivery by DoorDash, Instacart and others shows how competitive this sector is, with Uber Eats cutting spend dramatically. Both Retail Week and E-Consultancy have shared tech trends for retailers, not too many surprises at a macro level, but hearing how people are acting on this is interesting. Improving in-store promotional opportunities is a high priority but getting things right can be hard, the Walgreens test of ad-covered cooler doors has ended in court. Improving talent is key too and Criteo have made a significant hire, retail media innovator Melanie Zimmerman joins Criteo to lead its global retail media practice. China PDD, parent of Temu Surpassing Alibaba in value was a major event in China and the FT have spoken with a number of Alibaba people looking at the issues. With plans to spin off their cloud business shelved and doubts over the listing of their supermarkets, it's an embattled business. Younger rivals are struggling too, the information look at how ByteDance have stumbled with gaming. TikTok. 
Is TikTok getting greedy? We hear they're asking for much bigger ad commitments for 2024 and now it's being reported the fees for shop sellers are to rise, to as much as 8%. Back in the days when Instagram shop looked like it was going to be a thing, a constant reservation from clients was becoming hostage to a new platform, they feared becoming dependent on IG in cases they dialed up fees. This feels like an odd move by TikTok. Too much. Too soon. AdTech. The best way to double the performance of an ad campaign? Have basket abandonment. User journeys matter and a new report from Phospha looks at how the e-commerce platform impacts customer acquisition. Spoiler, Shopify is a sound choice. Another key impact on acquisition is really understanding lifetime value. This paper is smart thinking on how to approach LTV. GAFA aka The Magnificent 7. For the last decade the world of business has been shaped by GAFA, just as those firms shaped how people live their lives. Other tech stocks occasionally get lumped in with GAFA, because of their growth rates, but eventually they fall back to earth, like Netflix has done. So will NVIDIA, Tesla and Microsoft continue to flourish or will their narrower focus inevitably see them drop off from the Magnificent 7? The longevity of GAFA is driven by the huge range of products, services, strategies and sheer change they keep delivering. But are they becoming more fragile as regulators circle? A lawsuit claiming Google secretly tracked the internet use of millions of people who thought they were doing their browsing privately has been settled. No word on the sum of money involved but the lawyers were asking for $5 billion. As Google is relying more on machine learning techniques to help customers buy more ads on its search engine, YouTube and other services, they don't need as many people, so are restructuring their sales force. Maybe some of the casualties can find a new home at Amazon, who are actively recruiting salespeople with TV experience to help them combat Disney and other rivals. A former Amazon ads exec has lots of advice on how Amazon could get, even, better at selling ads. Apple is getting lots of attention, the aftermath of EU verdicts on the App Store are yet to be seen and US action is also likely. Along with the implications of the imminent decision on payments for default positioning, there is a lot of pressure on their services business which has shown astonishing growth over recent years. For investors, gauging the ultimate risk from the raft of regulatory and legal actions across the world is difficult. I think there's just a belief that there's all this noise in the background, and don't worry about it, said Gene Munster, managing partner at Deepwater Asset Management. Investors, he said, had been lulled to sleep by Apple's initial wins against Epic in particular. But I think investors should take it seriously. The day after this FTP saw Barclays and Piper Sandler downgrade and Apple shares fell dramatically, losing $162 billion in value over this week. Barclays analyst Tim Long wrote in a note to clients Tuesday that the iPhone 15s current lackluster sales, specifically in China, presaged similarly weak iPhone 16 sales, weakness that Long expects will hold true for Apple's hardware sales broadly. One topic that doesn't seem to be talked about recently is the NASA and Apple ads business, still lots of potential for significant growth and a positive effect on the service business numbers. AI. Another area where Apple could see a boost is AI, they are not very visible around this topic but some feel there is real potential for them to shift from laggard to leader. I have reservations about Apple simply jumping onto the GPT bandwagon. I want Apple to maintain its unique approach to technology, which has always been about more than adopting the latest trend. Apple's strength lies in its ability to integrate new technologies to enhance and align with its existing ecosystem without compromising the core principles that define its brand, simplicity, user privacy, and an intuitive user experience. Apple's emphasis on user privacy presents an opportunity for them to innovate in how LLMs are implemented.
they are one of the few tech companies that could develop legitimate new AI data usage and privacy paradigms, setting much-needed industry standards. The goal should be to harness the power of LLMs in a way that respects user data and trust, which have always been cornerstones of Apple's relationship with its customers. The competition is intense though, this Google summary of their groundbreaking advances is impressive and industry views on BART are quite positive. But the FT captures some of the disappointment as people realize the limitations. The large language models that form the foundation of generative AI deal in probabilities, not the hard logic of traditional computing systems. They are capable at times of breathtaking artistry, whether writing computer code or poetry. But they also have an alarming tendency to return inaccurate information and hallucinate by generating plausible-sounding responses that have little relation to reality. We are seeing use cases emerging, virtual influencers replacing real-life ones and a role to reduce the plague of e-commerce returns. New TV Amazon set the pace in Newt with the news that all Prime streaming content will contain limited ads, unless customers pay an additional $2.99 a month. We have seen the whole industry pivot from no ads to ads and Amazon have demonstrated that a well-oiled ad machine can drive real revenue. So I don't expect to see a big push to get people to pay the $2.99, the ARPU from ads should be better for Amazon. And we keep getting evidence that people do not want to pay for streaming. About one quarter of US subscribers to major streaming services, a group that includes Apple TV+, Discovery+, Disney+, Hulu, Max, Netflix, Paramount+, Peacock and Stars, have cancelled at least three of them over the past two years, according to November data from subscription analytics provider Antenna. Two years ago, that number stood at 15%, a sign that streaming users are becoming increasingly fickle. And the industry has remembered a golden rule of Hollywood. As the streaming wars enter the new phase of engagement and battle one truism remains, content is king. We feel there will be a continued, subscriber, drive for us, says, Netflix exec, Tons. There are lower priced entry points, we are getting better at monetizing the ad inventory and paid sharing has a lot of room. But it is content that underpins the fundamentals of the business, are consumers willing to stay and pay? Without great content you won't get that. This buy interview with YouTube CEO Neil Mohan is a good read. Plus plus. The Wall Street Journal asks will 2024 mark the end of the digital agency? The new Star Wars over satellites, a contest between legacy and new operators is brewing over the use of Spectrum, FT. Experian, data giant has dug an effective moat, FT. Big tech, home is where the margins are new users and customers outside the US do not provide the same contribution and revenues, FT. Modernizing our royalty system to drive an additional $1 billion toward emerging and professional artists, Spotify. Divest from sports. Now might be the time. Silicon Valley Eyes reboot of Google Glass-style headsets, FT. Look and ask with Meta AI on Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses, Meta. The music label behind BTS is trying to recreate the K-pop production system in US FT.